Hey guys, what's up? This is Heart on the Mic brought to you by The Exchange Project. This is Nast here with my co-host Naz and today we are just checking in. We know it's been about two or three weeks since you last heard from us, but it's been about two weeks since we heard from each other, but that's how life is right now. So we're just tuning in and allowing you guys to kind of just sit in on us catching up and talking about what COVID-19 has been for us, aka coronavirus, and um, just what life has been like. So I know you're a homeschool mom as of the past few weeks, and even before COVID-19 came in the picture, you were saying that you were considering homeschooling your kids. What does that look like for you now? COVID-19 is throwing all of our lives for a loop, Um, but... I think it's been good and the bad. I think like you obviously have to take the bad with the good. Um, But homeschooling, yeah, that's been intense. I mean, I had been wanting to do it for a while. We had talked about it. I like mentioned that I've like been praying about it, but now actually like forcefully being (laughs) put into it with the school shutting down was definitely crazy. I'm definitely still adjusting. Um, but it's crazy, man. Like, hats off to the teachers who do all this work with kids eight hours a day with, like, I'm sure, like, 15-plus kids in each room. And I'm only juggling two kids. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to go crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that's what life has been. That's been the reason why we kind of, like, been scrambling to get together and haven't really been able to meet I feel like everybody is at that point right now where they're just trying to figure life out figure out what is a new normal hopefully just for the time being and you know they keep saying this is going to extend and be prolonged and um it's just crazy to to think that those things that we're so used to um maybe even the most minor like simple basic things like we're having a panic attack about because our lives have never been this way before but overall god is good i'm i'm at peace with everything that's happening we like everything is not in our control and i think that's been the biggest lesson so far as well is that things are definitely not in control <laughs> at all times And with the homeschooling, do you feel like that's been the most time-consuming thing to you or the biggest adjustment through this all? Or where has your time been the most taken to or put into? Uh, Well, yeah, definitely the homeschooling because, you know, the kids are still being required to check in with teachers virtually. Mm -hmm. So they have a set schedule in, in that regard, and that's very easy But when it comes down to doing the work at home and me having to sit down and um, delegate that work, that's been difficult for sure. It is very time consuming. It is a lot of patience, you know, a lot of consistency. I would say the first week I was just like, we're ignoring the homework packets. We're not touching them. And then kind of like falling into routine. Yeah, adjusting and stuff. We've started doing the homework packets. We've been on time with the meetings, but 
man, it it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So, I mean, to all the parents that are staying home too, you know, like, don't be frustrated. Be patient with your kids. Love on them. Just as much as they're adjusting or we're adjusting to them, they're adjusting to us too because they're mm-hmm. used to their, their teachers and they're probably like, mom, you're not my teacher. You don't know nothing about or the teacher's that. style of teaching <laughs> and their approach yeah. and their discipline in the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I don't know nothing about third grade math, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I have all the time in the world now. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It has been the one thing that I'm still trying to grasp. So are you guys, are you as a mom, are you picking up when you see them increasing frustration with the the homework time or like you guys having to work through it together to where you're like, hey, take a 10 minute break or, you know, we're just going to get through this to get it done. What is what is the real part of that look like for you guys? Well, you know, them being separate in age, I was trying to do them both together and have them both work on things together at the same time, but I'm just finding that it's better if I split my time and dedicate maybe 30 minutes to Mia, 30 minutes to Brian, because I'm just like talking back and forth if I'm having them both do it. And then they become frustrated when I'm not paying attention to one or to the other. So it really is a balancing act that I'm still trying to figure out. But overall, it's it's not that bad. I just think it's every every person's going to have to work it out the way that, you know, they're used to working things out. Some people, for me, I'm like a visual, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm visual. So it's good for them. They have like examples and videos and links that they've sent online, which have been great to be resourced with. But I know that everybody's learning and teaching style is different. So I would say just to anybody listening, all the parents, just do your thing. Like do what works for you because we are not teachers. We're not trained to do these things. And um, yeah, like I said, the kids are adjusting, you're adjusting. So just keep the peace. (laughs) And that's what it, that's the key thing too, is because you can so easily get caught up by saying, hey, this is homework time. This is set. We're going to do homework at this time because we have to. But in reality, we're majority of us are all stuck in the house with the kids and things like that. It's just like literally do what works best for you so that homework time doesn't feel like you're pulling teeth, you know? Yeah. Use the time that you have to split it up or, you know, if your kids power through it, power through it and then let them do what they do. But in a nutshell, like everybody's homework time everybody's new routines are not all going to be cookie cutter so accepting that and running with it is like the first part in this whole thing for everybody and and the adjustment and the change in everybody's new routine you know and even if you're like me and you work in a or both of us we work um in the fields that are essential essential yeah things are still changing for us as essential workers in our work days and things like that and finding the new work routine and not knowing how long it's going to last but nevertheless rolling with the punches and taking each day for what it is is kind of what I've been doing too I work with teenagers so we're cooped up in the house. They're in the house literally all day. I'm in the house where my whole eight hour to 14 hour shift and 
Um, I, I as the staff do what I gotta do to make sure my kids stay sane. It may be frowned upon, but the way I help them cope is I take on a bike. I take them on a bike ride. You know, we literally just sit our butts on those bikes, don't hop off. We're touching the street light things. It's with their elbow or whatever, but like it, it's even proud to frown upon to leave your house. But at least for me, I know that the kids I work with need it. If they're in the house for a whole 30, 70 days straight, the police department's going to be called. All jokes aside, like I got to do what I have to do to get creative. And whether it's us being in the backyard, playing jump rope, pop, scotch, volleyball, basketball, whatever it is just not being in the house like a whole day 24 hours straight because for them school is their lifeline it's it's getting away from us as staff members and having their space to not being told what to do and things like that so for teenagers high school is important but even for these kids school is so much more important you know because it's their it's their space to breathe so a couple of my kids have cried finding out that they didn't have school um, through April and once they find found out that school wasn't going back at all like I had a girl like pissed off for a whole two days wow. another one had like a temper tantrum over it like this is just real stuff that people are facing and kids in their shoes are dealing with through this time and it's just it's just important to consider the big picture yes not to take away from people who are affected by it physically and literally struck by COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. Like there's still those people who are suffering through it. Um, We have friends of ours that lost a loved one and they weren't able to hold their service the way they had planned it to because coronavirus came around and where they were planning to host their celebration of life. That place closed down because the social distancing and stuff or for those mothers like my sisters who have newborns and haven't even been able to you know introduce their babies to their whole families or to allow their friends and their loved ones to come over and visit the baby or even help them my coworker told me that her good friend had to postpone her wedding like this is real stuff and it's just it's so surreal it's I've told my husband many times it literally feels like a movie like yeah none of us have lived through a pandemic before we're all learning but at the same time like we need to be considerate and yes take care of ourselves and do what we have to do for for our mental health for our physical well-being and just for our happiness and our joy above all else but to also to whatever degree we can handle be considerate of others as well and and know like that there is more to the picture not just what it looks like for you and your life and the shoes you're in but for other people so I really feel for those individuals that I just shared about like wow imagine planning a wedding for a whole two years to find out you can't have your wedding my my cousin actually had a wedding recently too and um she still had her ceremony but it was just her her husband and her son and I don't know just a few other people like my heart goes out to her that she couldn't have all of her loved ones there on her special day and all the planning that they did so it's just like yes coronavirus is there but it's not just about those people on the front lines yes those front line people are a 
a big deal. Like, thank you to the nurses. Thank you to the students who are going to potentially have to be deployed who are in the nursing field. Like Julie's been Mm -hmm. talking about and sharing with us, like keeping friends like that in prayer and knowing that their life is changing. And even the standards for students like her in the nursing field are changing because there's a great need for people to help slow the curve and things like that. So it's like, really think about what you're doing. Like, do you have to run to the store today or can you put it off until you need something else? Like, do you have to be outdoors? And I I just shared the other day with my sister too. It's different for everybody. It really is because everybody's needs are different. And if there's, if there's a, if there's a need that is, you know, tied to a mental need, like that needs to be fulfilled as well. If that means like, there's just to have to be a lot of give and take but very cautiously and that's how I've been living my life in in this right now I go to work I come home and um, I'm not practicing the whole stay home 100% if I'm being honest because I do go to my parents house I have to still help with stuff to run the church get the bills paid the rent paid and things like that I'm my dad's administrator technically Mm -hmm. so I have to go and check in and Um, yes, we can talk on the phone and things like that, but there's just some stuff that I have to literally do and go to their house for. So I'm just being very cautious on how I proceed. And, you know, if anybody's over at their house, limiting the amount of, you know, still honoring the less than 10 people gathering. And like, we're all trying to figure it out. If people are being complete idiots about it and you know them personally, like call them out on it in a nice way. But like really let's do our best to not throw shade at people and just advise as we go and stay away from who we got to stay away from and honor if you can completely honor the stay at home and have no other commitments that are essential cool Mm -hmm. do your thing do that but if not and you do have to be out and about like me just proceed with caution put your hand sanitizer in your car we've all heard the whole nine yards but that's just (laughs) what it looks like for me right now you know I'm taking my hand sanitizer on the bike ride with the girls and they're like, miss, can I have some hand sanitizer? Like, do they want, if they want it, if we're going to the store, it's like, don't touch anything other than what you need. Stay a distance from people. Watch those little X's on the floor, respect their space and let's get in, get out, let's go. Like, yeah, this whole thing started. I've only gone to the store once with them because I'm like, I don't want to be liable if they get the coronavirus and the last place they went was the store with me. Hell no. So that's just what it's been like for me. I I miss my nieces and my nephews and I just wish I can hang out with them because I love doing that. But in reality, just doing what I can do to stay home so this can pass and support who I need to support with caution. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, being preventative is the the best thing we can do for everybody right now just because maybe we're at a better place in our health um we do have to realize that our people who are more susceptible to catching the virus and whose immune immune systems are you know more vulnerable so i i definitely respect that aspect and and it does feel kind of sad you know you go out and you see everybody covered in masks and it does feel like a scene out of a movie where if if you're not wearing a mask it's kind of like if you're it's not normal you know um you you, I kind of feel like you you're even like frowned upon now Mm -hmm. if you're not wearing a mask and I have masks but I'm not 
and not, and I don't mean it in a selfless or a selfish way, but I mean, I haven't been practicing wearing it. Um, but I obviously the washing the hands, the sanitizing, um, the going out minimally, I make it a point not to, to try not to even take the kids out, um, in these types of situations because of the same thing, you know, exposing them to any little thing, you don't know where people have been. So you do want to be preventative, um, And then on the work end for myself as well, um, even I was thinking, okay, work is going to be fine. I'm going to be able to juggle work because I'm used to taking my kids to work with me. Where in this situation, my dad actually had to tell me, no, you know what? Um, The kids are out of school. This whole virus thing is happening. Just keep the kids at home. So that's kind of changed my work routine as well. Um, And it's helped. It's been beneficial because I get to spend the time with them at home. But also, um, I wish that I could be at work because I'm the one who mostly helps my dad as much as, you know, getting done whatever he needs to be done and running those errands for him. Um, But it, it is different for everyone. But I think we all do need do need to do our best part to respect what's being asked of us um, and just be considerate of others. Um, and but that's yeah. the right word to use. Like we just need to respect everybody's um, approach in this time. Like my younger sister, she's completely honoring the social distancing and I respect that. Mm-hmm. And my older sister is on the boat as me, the same boat as me where she's still going by my parents to check on them and you know do what she can do so everybody's different our way is not the right way or the wrong way and it's just like you just got to respect each other's wishes and not be like inconsiderate and disrespectful at this time so I, I feel like you used like literally the right word yeah well I mean even before the breakout happened I was sick in January and um was it January? Yeah, I was sick at like towards the end of January, beginning of February. And your sister had her baby and I told her, I'm not coming near you. This is before the outbreak. I'm like, I'm not coming near you. I'm very, I've been very sick. Like I would love to meet the baby, but I can't, um, which is understandable. You know, I'm being considerate. And then the outbreak happens. And then I'm like, okay, I really can't be around you. Like I love the baby. I want to meet him. And but I just can't and it's fine you know we have to be understanding of these things that we don't want to put people at risk especially little babies especially the elderly Um, you were mentioning weddings I also had a cousin you know cancel his wedding I know that there's a few other weddings that I know of that the dates are a little bit far ahead far off ahead but they're still also considering canceling because they don't know what it's going to look like in two to three months it might Mm -hmm. be better it might be worse so it is definitely like a sad feeling as well Um, but I think over overall it's important to keep our eyes on God and Mm -hmm. let him be our peace through the situation because like I said these are things that we don't have control of right now these are things that we are being watchful you know to our governing um, people, our leaders, our, our politicians, you know, we are um, wanting to be obedient in that sense and follow through with what's being asked of us. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's I mean, important. It's so important to be aware 
and to be in the loop. Um, but to don't let it consume it you. Not be distra- <laughs> huh? I'm like, and also don't let it consume you. <laughs> yeah, to be uh, wise and not be distracted as well. To stay in the loop, to know what the development looks like, to know what the new standards are, what the CDC is saying, what the president is putting into motion, what Governor Newsom, right, is putting out there, but to not be consumed by all the news coverage and to find that healthy balance. And uh, you and I had a conversation yesterday about our routine, despite the two most time-consuming things for us, which is work and school, um, what our day is getting started um, with and what that looks like for us and things like that. And even so much more at a time like this, I've been committed to my morning Devo time and making sure that I'm rolling out of bed, coming to the office and just cracking over, open my Bible and reading my word and just getting, getting knowledge that is that is true that is certain that is everlasting and that is just to the point you know that that's going to encourage me so that's what I've been doing I've been reading my word and honestly along with that too like it brings so much more peace for the following task that I do because we've talked so many times about our dream morning of getting up relaxing, reading our word, having coffee or tea or a smoothie in my case, going for a run and, you know, getting ready and then getting our day started. But for both of us, we haven't been able to accomplish that yet in what, two, three years of talking about it. But being realistic with myself and saying like, okay, let's compromise. I'm going to read my Bible. And out of the things that I want to do, it's like a pick and choose each day. Which one am I going to pick today? Because I can't do all three. I'm going to do one. So knowing that I at least got my Bible and Devo time out of the way in the morning, I'm at peace picking like, okay, what what am I going to, you know, pick to do today? And kind of just going from there and realizing that just work with the time that I have and be content and I'll be okay. Like, I don't have to get it all done to feel like my morning was, what's the worst? Successful. There you go. So that's what I've been like for me. I know. Okay, so I've seen a lot of like, you know, read that book and learn that craft and da-da-da. And that's amazing if you're able to pick up those things, but you also, also shouldn't feel forced because you have this time. Like we said, everybody's dealing with it differently our lives are not like our Pinterest board. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? We have our Pinterest boards and we are like, that's like our vision of what we want things to be like. But reality is um, even with all this extra time that we have, we still have to be frugal with it. We still, yeah, because- (laughs) Extra time, quote unquote. (laughs) Quote unquote. Air quote. (laughs) Yeah, what are we really doing? You know, and so, yeah, for sure. um, It has opened up- um, the door for me to be able to spend more time with God, uh, to wake up even earlier, you know, before if I didn't wake up earlier was because I had a long night with the kids and I'm super tired, but now I'm not taking them to school. I'm not having to wake up early, get them dressed, get them fed, get them ready to go. I'm still feeding my kids, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, just 
finding that time with God has been so beautiful. And I think it, it it's really pulling back the covers on our spiritual life and how disciplined we are when things are not in chaos or um, right now with this like big change. Also, how disciplined can we be in regards to our walk with God? Um, so, yeah, I've definitely it doesn't look like a Pinterest, you know, morning for me either. I'm not sitting out with my coffee with my legs kicked up in a, in a blanket. I'm just like, honestly, just humbly trying to seek the Lord and trying to hear from him. And um, but I really think it is a special time. I really think it is an important time. Um, parents are home with their kids more than they've ever been. And. I, I talked to my cousin. I called him and I said, hey, are you guys okay? Um, what's going on over there? Because they're out in Oklahoma. And he's like, yeah, we're good. The kids are, you know, they're home and stuff. And he was saying how he was going get, to get sent home from work as well. And I told him, well, you know what? Now's the time, you know, crack open the Bible. You're you're the man of the house and you're it's time to lead by example. And that's a, a lot of what is happening right now. You know, parents are being sent home and you you have all this time to spend with kids and um, you could do activities, you can do crafts, you can read books, you can watch movies. But I would also encourage the parents to find time to read the word to their kids as well um, and just be that spiritual head of the house. If you're if there's not a male or father figure in the house, as like for me, I'm a single mom. I'm, I'm still responsible for leading my kids to the Lord. And so when I wake up in the morning and first thing I'm doing is reading my Bible and they wake up and see that that's what I'm doing, like that's such a beautiful feeling for me, you know, because they see like, wow, my mom wakes up every morning and she's in her word before doing anything else. Um, but yeah, I think um, God is really doing a lot in, in the lives of every Christian. And it's our responsibility to kind of take that time and slow down and appreciate with everything that's happening in this world, with all the chaos and all the uncertainty, um, what better time to lean in, especially, you know, in these times where people are being laid off, you know, financial situations are changing, family situations are changing, even though the dynamic of having to deal with each other at home could either cause division or bring peace. It could either unite a family even more or divide them. Mm -hmm. So it's really a time to be prayerful about things and to be in your word, because yeah. if you're stuck in a house of people you can't stand also, like you're going to need to be praying. <laughs> yeah. My sister was telling me that for China after like when their whole thing there with their whole um, quarantine and stuff like that, their, their divorce rate skyrocketed. And that was just saddening for me to hear but at the same time, too, as you're speaking about, you know, instilling the words in your kids and leading by example and things like that, it's so important. But even much like at least for me, what it would look like because I work for a um, nonprofit, I have restrictions on what it looks like, you know, mm -hmm. to lead by example and things like that. So even breaking it down to character like if you're not a believe a strong believer and you don't know what it is to to lead your household by the lord like the lord's commands and things like that break it down 
wind things back to character. And for us, we have this thing called character pillars for our kids. And even with a time like this to my kids look forward to incentives and rewards and I'm not doing anything for you unless you do something for me because that's how I grew up and blah, blah, blah. Well, not blah, 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 but like basically, you et know, cetera, et cetera. They give you that whole rundown. Like these kids run off of incentives or like give tape relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I plan on putting into practice is a, um, a, a system based off of character. So, um, it gives them something to look forward to and it's teaching them character. It's building their character through it. So it's just like if you're showing kindness, if you're being honest and just things like that. So I would even encourage um, parents to be mindful of the things that they're saying. Reflect on your character and see how you're leading your kids through this time. Are you being patient? Are you being loving? Are you being understanding? Are you teaching your kids how to compromise when it comes to being in relationships and saying, yes, I want this and you want this, but let's come to this instead of do it because I said so, I'm your parent. Yes, there's times where there is just the ultimate, my yes is yes and my no is no, don't ask why. I 100% believe in there's things like that, but I also believe where there's situations to where as parents, you can come to a compromise and say, yes, I know it's homework time, but I see that you're frustrated and I feel for you. So I'm going to give you a 10 minute break, go sit wherever you need to sit and come back. Like in this time, it's so crucial to teach character to your kids and really allow it to build you up. Like you're saying, instead of causing even more division in your household and whatever it is. And if there's people who aren't on board with it, just even then a time to teach your kids, Hey, not everybody's going to act in the way that they should, but I'm going to I'm going to lead by example. This is how I choose to react and just things like that. It's it's an important time for for being aware of and slowing down to nip those things in the bud. If you see your kid has a bad habit while you guys are at home, let's work on breaking it and just being reasonable and things like that. So that's I agree with you when it comes to just leading and setting the example 100%. It's so important. Might as well take advantage of the time you have now all together. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we want to come out of this being better. You know, I have seen a lot of that too. You know that when all this is over, let's be better human beings. Let's just be a lot more grateful, you know, even for our essential workers at the grocery stores and this and that. And it's so true. Um, Not, you know, we should have already been this way, but let this be a lesson to us as well as a humanity that, you know, we need to constantly be working on ourselves and ultimately at home is like where we reflect that the most because you know the like they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and what you have at home is that's your fruit and you want your fruit to be good fruit not bad spoiled rotten fruit (laughs) um so yeah and then just also praying for those kids also because I've been seeing a lot of like how school is the safe place for a lot of kids that are abused and mm-hmm. now there might be a lot of kids sitting through abuse at home with those frustrated mm-hmm. parents that don't know how to deal that don't know how to cope so 
definitely praying for those families as well. And then I also saw that um, the domestic violence rate has gone up or the, the calls for domestic violence because the couples are having to stay home with an abusive partner. Um, so it's definitely things to consider as well. You yeah, know, seriously, uh, things to pray about to stand in the gap and intervene for those kids who now have to stay home and are completely voiceless because their school counselor or the opportunity to have friends to talk to was was their safe zone and now they're being abused physically mentally by whoever it is their caregiver their parent you know the person that they're living with and it's just a it's it's a reality it sounds like oh you know that doesn't happen in these times I literally just had a conversation yesterday about that and somebody sharing their stories with me of how the foster care system failed them and it's just so heartbreaking and and now that you have the time like do your part to to really make a difference to the degree that isn't overwhelming for you, that it's not going to consume you and cause you to go into a depression by doing the research on certain statistics and things like that. Like know your limits. That's something for me as um, a person who's very on schedule and my calendar kind of keeps my life going Mm -hmm. and my commitments keep my, my time commitments keep my timeframes once I'm home and I don't have a time commitment I don't know what to do like I'm like okay I have nothing to do but in reality I have all those things at home that I want to do declutter organize redecorate the, the the list goes on so I would encourage people like me who do need some type of time constraint to keep you consistent and I'm working on not having to meet that but set timers when you're doing things I keep telling myself to set a timer when I do stuff because the other day I was reorganizing my restroom area uh, bathroom and it took me three hours just to empty the medicine cabinets and my like inventory of shampoos and conditioners and organize the shelves. That's the smallest space in my house and it took me three hours. Imagine how long it's going to take me to clean my room. So after that, I reminded myself, okay, set timers because your whole day will be sucked away just from one tiny little space. So do what you have to do. You know your strengths and your weaknesses. And if you're somebody who's home and you have that to-do list and you haven't even touched it because you're just like, I don't know where to start. I'm just going to watch Netflix. Watch Netflix. But even... Set your, give yourself a limit of two hours and then shift over to something else or fold your laundry while you watch Netflix. I'm that person. Um, and then just go from there, but just really be intentional in this time and purposeful. I feel like my day was successful yesterday because I talked to multiple people. You were my second call of my first call of the day. And after that, I think I talked to about like six other people. And that's important. That's a win for me because I really don't talk to anybody these days working six days a week and stuff like that. So I took advantage of my day off and while cleaning my house, I had my phone on speaker and was just having my conversations or while I was running errands, I had my car connected to the phone and blah, blah, blah. Like stay connected. It's encouraging. I felt refreshed after talking to you and just not so isolated and distant. 
and that's just what I needed. So everybody's different. Do what you have to do. Since the coronavirus, I've picked up uh, a little salsa making hobby. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's how I'm getting through it. I look forward to getting home and making different ones when I get home. Yeah, so that's what I did yesterday. Oh, too. that's I threw cool. that in there. So I've made three or four different kinds already. So. That's what I've been up to. I haven't picked up a book because I hate reading besides the Bible. That's all I've been reading. Um, But that's my little uh, quarantine secret is cooking, making salsa. Love it. I've been doing my gardening. I'm I'm planting crops. I'm trying to like have a sustainable garden where I can just not go to the grocery store and have things that I can pick out of my backyard, which I'm super excited about. But That's what I've been working on. But I love that you mentioned um, you having different calls with different people because I think that's so important in this time right now. If we haven't stressed it enough about checking in with your friends, do it like even more now. Yeah, I would say I would say be transparent because Friday is my only day off. So I try to not keep it a secret, but like stay to myself so that I can Mm -hmm. get done what I don't do in my work week since I work 60 hours but we have um, a friend who's elderly in the family and she called me three weeks ago to check on me and literally when she called me I felt so guilty I was like shame on me for not checking on her and I've been meaning to I just didn't and I even apologized I said Thank you for reaching out to me, and I'm sorry I didn't reach out to you. My days off are Friday, so you call me every Friday to let me know how you're doing, and I'll check in with you. So I'm glad she took me for my word and not just like, oh, thank you. She's called me the last three Fridays, and I honor that because um, I'm not going completely out of my way to have to give her a call. But she's honoring that I told her, hey, I'm available. Call me here so I can check on you. And she's just been keeping me updated about her hunt for toilet paper for three weeks. I'm like, you let me know if you can't find any this week again, I will ship some to you. Like, we just have to do our part. And like, those calls are important. I had another friend like said, hey, can I call you? The time I I told her to call me, I wasn't available later on. They said, hey, give me a call in an hour and I will make sure I'm available. Like, just do what you have to do to do your part. Drop in, check on those people, let people check on you and just be transparent about your availability so people know when to look for you and when those conversations can happen. Because I I was even talking to one of the people last night. I said, hey, have you FaceTimed anybody or talked to anyone outside of your family? And she said, no. So I'm like, I'm glad I can be that person for her outside of her inner circle to have that air quote, uh, social interaction, you know? So um, I'm glad I can be that for her. So I I strongly believe in reaching out and having those calls and slowing down to do it is just essential. I know social media is making, you know, it look glamorous. I don't want to say glamorous, but like I see in this thing where it's like, if you're not having your zoom group chats or your facetimes or whatever and you're just barely surviving and trying to take your shower like i feel you and it's just like yes it's not all rainbows and butterflies and tiktoks all day type of thing for some people Mm -hmm. so 
even if you just having that FaceTime with your family is a win in itself, do it, you know, just check in, make those calls and don't overwhelm yourself. But connecting is so important. So I completely enjoyed it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you never know if you're the only voice of encouragement that anybody's mm-hmm. going to hear that day. So I think that's so important. Um, I mean, like a few weeks ago or maybe like last week, I had Julie called me and she's like, hey, you know, I'm frustrated, you know, just parenting stuff. And, you know, we were able to share. We were able to encourage each other. and We were able to just she was she was just needing to vent you know and and sometimes that's what people need especially if we're locked at home you know you you can't go outside you can't hang out with people so it's definitely important don't feel like you're going to be a bother to people by calling them um we've always talked about having those people in your lives that you could be accountable with so take advantage of that of those people that you do have in your life um I was also thinking about how it could be a form of us being a light to others, you know, Um, and that expresses our character, that expresses our love for God. Um, And also just checking in on people's basic needs. You mentioned her hunt for toilet paper. I've had people call me and say, like, do you need gas? I had um, Brian's brothers who like hardly ever reach out to me. One of them was like, hey, there's this little liquor store or store across the way from my from my work and they're stocked up on toilet paper, milk, eggs, cheese. He's like, do you need anything? So I just found that so kind of him and, and encouraging and people really do, do need those things right now. It's just that sometimes they're afraid to ask. So I think right now, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help if you need help. Reach out to that one person that you trust, you know, and, um, and just if you're able to help others, be a help as well if you're extra resourced if you have extra toilet paper sanitizer um, canned goods food whatever it is make sure that you're also trying to help others as well um that and then I forgot it, what else that is important because and I was gonna make that that mention too um do your part to whatever degree I will sound like a broken record saying it but it's just so important because you're reaching out to somebody who has a need and you just said how like how it affected you and it's you know it's like wow you know people are thinking of me and mm-hmm. um, make those ask like one of my nieces that lives the closest to me I dropped off a care package to her yesterday because I know that she's doing her um quarantine time her social distancing time with relatives as well so I'm like with kids I'm sure their snacks are going fast so I left a little care package at her door and I left a care package at somebody else's door like one if you're at the store even the dollar store if you're at the dollar store and you could afford to drop five extra bucks on somebody you can grab a bundle of bananas a bag of grapes um, some apples a snack uh, something yeah just drop it at somebody's door you know you can ask them what they need or you can say hey these are essentials I know they're going fast for anybody I'm just gonna drop them by to this person and do it you know save them the trip reduce them on people at the store and drop it off or you know reach out to those people and say hey I have access to these 
to these resources today. What do you need? I'm going to drop it off at your door. You don't even need to see me. It's just going to be there. Like, and I'll put myself out there. Like any listeners need anything, feel free to email our, our email to DM our Insta to DM me personally and just say, Hey, I'm running low on this. Is there any way you can help? Something that um, the church is always stocked up on on a weekly basis is um, fruit. It's usually bananas, apples, grapes, and berries, and um, hygiene essentials. They're not all the same every week, but we do get them. Eggs and stuff like that too. So if anybody's running low on needs anything, feel free to make the ask. I'll check in with my parents and ask them to put a care package together for you guys and we'll get deli- we'll get it delivered over to you or you can pick it up at their door, whatever it looks like. Or if you have a neighbor, shout out to Justin. I know he's a faithful listener. Um, my husband and I were having a few food drive a few weeks ago and he didn't need anything, but he gave me a call and said that he was going to pick up stuff for his clients that he knows are elderly and that needed things. Like you may not need something but if you see that a resource is available whether it's somebody on social media that you know or just being out and about take advantage of of that um offer of what's available if you know you're gonna take it and give it to somebody who needs it if you don't like think outside the box like it's not just like oh I don't need it I'm good but hey does your neighbor need it does your friend need it whoever you know just it's a time to just love on and care for our community more than ever so the offer that I make stands for as as hard in the mic will support you just reach out to us and we'll make sure to get that care package to whoever it is that needs it in Orange County if it's any further then we'll make arrangements with somebody who's willing to you know transport it to LA or whatever it may be and do our part to make sure that needs are being met. If you know families in need, like we said, um, kids that are being affected by abuse or you suspect it or you know that the parents just can't provide or whatever it may be, we'll do our best or even guide you to resources. Our government is doing so much. Our cities are doing so much for people. Um, It's just a matter of going on even the websites and checking it out. I was on our city website last night and I seen their offering assistance for elderly they're offering um just different things so check out your city county websites or just reach out to a friend and there's going to be somebody you know willing to help you out and hard on the mic is here to support in whatever way possible through that yeah even if it's prayer if you need prayer you feel weird calling and asking for prayer leave a voice anybody We'll pray for you. Just DM us and say, I'm having a hard time with this. Can you keep it in prayer? But we know the power of prayer. If you want to pray by phone, we will reach out. We'll give you a call if you want us to pray with you. Anchor, you can leave a voicemail. You can leave a voicemail with your prayer request. Um, Whatever it is, if you aren't familiar with reading the word or you don't know what to read and you're curious or you're like, "Mm, I'm not up for that Bible thing. But if you can recommend a book that is faith-based, maybe I can start from there or a faith-based movie, reach out to us. We'll give you recommendations. We'll mail you a Devo. We'll do what we can to help you out through this time and guide you to whatever is necessary. But 
we're here to help with your spiritual needs as well and to guide you. And if you're not familiar with the Bible and you have one, but you don't like to read it because you feel like it doesn't make sense, rule of thumb, open your Bible to the very middle. You'll find a book called Psalms or Proverbs. Proverbs has 31 books. It's the first of the month. Read the chapter one and go. You'll have a chapter each day of the month. Psalms, it's like a hundred and something. A hundred and something, yeah. More than 119, I know that. You can read Psalms. There's one a day. Just like one a day vitamins, you take one a day Proverbs mm-hmm. <laughs> and Psalms. Um, yeah, I agree. That's that's great advice. Um because for some people, it is difficult to get into the word or mm-hmm. understanding like, oh, this is too much. What, what is happening here? So um, Proverbs is packed with wisdom. I love it because it's apl- applicable to literally any situation in life, anything that you could be going through. It gives you so much wisdom, so much knowledge and encouragement and just reminds you of um, God's goodness and his grace and his beauty. Um, but overall, I think just... I don't know. I feel like wrapping this whole conversation up is just what's a way that we could bring peace over our situations, bring peace over our workspace, our home. Um, And it's really just doing these, all these things that we mentioned, you know, for ourselves, taking care of ourselves mentally, um, being organized, making sure that our home is taken care of. And like we said, it, it looks different for everyone, but just keeping that in mind keeping that thought in in our that thought um as being part of our character that we're carriers of peace we're bringers of peace and in this situation like we said that is so uh, uncertain where things are changing from one day to another um it's very easy to get caught up in the emotion of things to let anxiety kind of take over but you know god um gives us that peace And I think that's a very good thing to grab a hold of in this season is just to know that God is in control and to leave everything in his hands and and he will provide. He will put those people in your in your life. You know, like we said, reach out. You never know by you reaching out how much of a blessing you could be over somebody, how much peace you could be bringing into their situation. Um, so I really do think it, it falls into every area of whatever is happening in our lives. Um, God is giving us grace over all of these things. And just um, it's up to us to determine how we're going to navigate it and how we're going to come out of this. And hopefully it does leave us being better human beings towards everybody. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. It's also important. You know, like you said, it looks different for everybody. Two last things for me. I feel like I have diarrhea of the mouth, but maybe that's just <laughs> because, like I said, I don't have much interaction. But tied to listening and tracking. If on an, on the continuous note of getting fed and people saying, you know, go out, learn, take the opportunity to do this, do that. Like, you don't have to go sign up for a four-week course and sit on your computer and study. Like, find a podcast um, where you can, it can help you grow, whether you're a mom and you feel like you don't even have the time to call a friend. Find a podcast that is mom-friendly or, you know, is teaching patients or whatever that you need. 
um, to get wisdom through the day, uh, put worship music on, do what you have to, to like get through this, to have peace. That's what correlated the thought you said Mm -hmm. to find peace through this. Uh, find worship music put it on while you're decluttering while you're cleaning while whatever it is throw your headphones on if you need that personal space and you're in a big house you're in a house with a lot of people throw on headphones to give you some personal time and listen to some good music and um, so worship and podcasts do it (laughs) (laughs) and the last one is tracking if you feel like alone and you don't you miss having that interaction with your family because you're completely respecting social distancing journal whatever it is that you need to it doesn't have to be long even if you just print out a little calendar and put three to four words a day you know did this today or did that today or if you have kids like oh today the the baby did this or you know this happened like just at the end of it you're not just like wow that was just a whole 70 days of nothing at home like you can have some sort of documentation of what it looked for look like for you each day you know everybody is going to have different recommendations of what they say you need to do now we're not saying you need to do all this but it's what it looks like for myself and Nadia and what we're doing to get through I have plans I'm trying to keep live just to find joy in that through this um, it's different for everybody but get creative you feel like nothing's working for you and you just need somebody to talk to like I said we're here nevertheless to help bring peace at that time spiritually mentally and just even a friend somebody to vent to um we will put our things on to where you can reach out to us if you want more recommendations or if you feel like this episode was trash let us know if you feel <laughs> like our recommendations are decent let us know we'll do our best to navigate these episodes as well to be mindful of all that's going on in the world at this time um but with that being said i believe it's a wrap right yeah yeah it's a wrap thanks guys thanks for tuning in we really appreciate it as always we are trying to stay in communication with you guys and with each other so like Ness said go ahead and reach out to us personally either through our personal accounts and dms or you can dm us at heart on the mic shoot us an email shoot us a voicemail which we would love to hear and maybe feature on a future episode send us a prayer request um if you need to vent to talk to somebody we don't mind talking to strangers we've gotten really good at that i think <laughs> Um, it's part of their job, you know. Are you going to say something? Yeah, you just had me. I just caught a thought. I will even extend. If you both, if anybody wants to hop on a Zoom with us and just have a conversation, we will make that happen. Yeah. So if you just want to chat with the both of us and pick our brains or even tell us about your favorite episodes or talk to us that has nothing to do about Hard on the Mic, we're here for it send us a request and just say hey i'll take you up on that zoom offer we'll do it if you have an iphone we can just do a group facetime whatever it is we'll do this rare little thing of me yeah. an offer in quarantine <laughs> special i just got we need to stop before i keep going <laughs> 
But anyways, guys, thanks for talking in this episode with us. Um, make sure to share it. Uh, and we just love you guys. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> but um, yeah, that is Hopefully it. Hopefully see you in a week. Bye, guys. <laughs>